I'm Alan Watson. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 16th of August, 2010. Newcomers who are coming into the show, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website because you'll find hundreds of audios for download. I put them up there over the years, and I try to show you the big picture of the various organizations, this cluster of organizations. They're all intertwined and are working towards a specific goal. A goal is made up an awful long time ago. Uh, a world, basically, that people mistook often for communism because they had the same goals as communism. The reason for it being the same organizations funded communism uh, and to, to bring into a world government system. And these characters are still on the go today, pushing it every step of the road. Every country had to be standardized, they said, an awful long time ago, into the one type of system worldwide under super governments. And that's regional governments which are also under a a, a UN-type government. That's the whole idea of it. So go into that website, and remember, too, that this is probably the only host you're listening to who doesn't take uh, payment from advertisers to bring them on as guests and so on. So it's up to you to keep me going by buying the books I have for sale. They're different from the usual books. I don't give you the boring histories and dates and times and his story, because that's all his story is, is his story, the guy that's authorized to write it on behalf of the king. So I give you techniques of deprogramming yourself as you go through it, and I show you the techniques that have been used to brainwash people all down through the ages. All the tricks have been used by those who are literate and went to the best uh, universities, and how they still play the same scams on us today. So purchase the books, and remember from the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check, and you can also use an international postal money order from your post office. You can also use PayPal to donate or to purchase. If you want to purchase, send the the donation and a separate email along with it with your name, address, and your order, and I'll get it out to you. Across the rest of the world, same idea. You've got the addition of of, um, Western Union, which is kind of hefty for a fee. Uh, MoneyGram, cash is okay, and then PayPal for donation or to purchase. And it's essential you must do that because really, as I say, I'm the only guy out there that that isn't massively backed by other organizations. And I have no other purpose from doing what I'm doing. And I don't bring up to the full professional level where I could certainly plan next week's news by having writers write with me, and you plan the news in advance. That's what what major media does all the time. You don't realize that major media gives you uh, the stories that are going to occupy you this week, but they were written maybe a month ago, and coordinated for that particular day. That's how, and unfortunately, a lot of Patriot is going that, that, that way too. So it's up to you to keep me going or not. Uh, personally, if I just walk off, I've got better things to do. And I can certainly teach smaller groups for an awful lot more money 
It's amazing what's been offered out there for private tuition. It's just astonishing. It's more than I'd make, actually, in a year. Because what I make in a year here is not much, and it pays, just pays, and often doesn't pay for the bills, in fact. It's not the first time you go into the, the credit card. But that's up to you, as I say. And as I say, too, I don't... Um, I don't tell you to panic over things. I don't tell you uh, that we can just form massive groups and change things. Uh, Groups are infiltrated immediately, if in fact they're not even set up by the opposition to start with. And uh, the communists themselves were, were fantastic at this. They loved groups. They encouraged the formation of groups to get into and take over. Because all you have to do is put your own guy in at the top. Now you lead thousands. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. I keep repeating that the matrix is a system into which you're born, it's pre-existent, and of course you had nothing to do with the setting up of it, or how it's run, or the authoritarian system uh, that pretty well guides it and rules all over it. You have nothing to do with that. What you're taught to do when you're born is simply fit into it, obey it, and comply, and don't question it too deeply. That's really what it is. And it's quite natural that most folk do, because... Their friends all do. It's like Jack C. Lull said once, if you want to know what people want, just look at what they're doing. Uh, they're all wanting and doing the same things. They don't um, spontaneously come out and decide to do something individually. They're already technically a collective, and they don't know it. You can find that in housing areas where the houses are crammed together in any city or any place. And I, I used to be astonished in Canada where... On a Sunday, if one guy got his lawnmower out to, to mow his 12-foot-by-12-foot garden, he'd start up the engine. And that, that astounded me, too, that he'd actually buy a motorized one for 12 foot. But, but they did, and they'd start up the engine, and within 15 minutes, the whole, the, whole house, the whole street was out with guys mowing the lawn. It's astonishing, isn't it, how they just emulate each other. But that's all the way down through strata and all behavior. That's why you can go into the major cities now and you'll see women covered in tattoos and things hanging out their cheeks and stuff. Um, it, it doesn't come from themselves. It comes from big culture creators like and leaders like the much music or music television. That's where it all comes from. People are afraid to be individualistic in this society. And that, again, is what the big boys want at the top. In fact, they've said at the United Nations that their biggest threat is the individual. They don't like that at all. Matsu Tong said the same thing. He says that he wasn't afraid of armies, wasn't afraid of um, opposition. He was only afraid of someone with, with a, uh, an idea, an idea that could, could catch on like wildfire. And that is truly uh, why we're under such incredible observation today. You know, they knew before they gave you the first DOS computer exactly where they were going to bring you with it. It was a matter of getting used to, like mice getting used to the cheese on the way to the trap. Step by step by step, and well, this isn't terribly sophisticated, I can use this. Then out comes the next version and you you grab it because you, you get used to using it. 
And before you know it, you're into putting up all your data every single day because that's what it was intended to do in the first place. I personally believe they could have given you the latest computer that you have today at the very beginning. I really do believe that. But they didn't want to frighten people off. They didn't want to frighten them off saying, gee, look how advanced this thing is, and it's going to have all my data stored, and it will also transmit my data every day to the NASA. We wouldn't be too happy then, you see. That's why they gave it to us, because they planned it all along. This world is run by deception. There's nothing above board in this world, from politics or anything else. There's nothing ever really going to be the truth given to you. Definitely not all of the truth on any topic at all. And that's how you run children, a world of children. You keep them as children. You tell them to be children by all the silly things you show them on television. And it's so much so that, again, if you go into the major cities, you'll see women of all ages trying to look like the dancers on much music or music television. It's incredible, but that's how people are. Again, too, you see, uh, when you are an anthropologist, for instance, and you look at primitive tribes, now I call them, uh, they call them primitive, I don't call them primitive. What they are are completely independent tribes. They, they, they lack nothing. They can make everything they need for personal survival. The world could go down the tubes tomorrow and they would continue as though nothing had happened because they, they don't use money. They don't need steel axes. They don't need all the stuff that we are, um, we, we are, are taught to purchase here. But those societies are tightly woven for their interdependence or their independence, I should say. Not interdependent, they're independent. And they all know simple rules of the tribe. They don't break them. They don't need policemen. They don't have psychiatrists and uh, all that kind of nonsense. Uh, they don't need them. They deal with everything themselves for personal survival. And since it's worked for thousands of years for them, I don't see why they shouldn't be left alone to continue for another few thousand years. But that's not good enough. You see, the, the elite studied these people, and they realized what was really strong in binding people together. And you'll find in all of them there's a man and a woman, number one. Then there's children, number two. So, first of all, you have to attack the family. They also had wise people, elderly people were considered wise. They passed information on of histories. They found that they would tell them ways of doing things and problems that they'd just come up against, never realizing that the elderly had faced them themselves some time ago. And so they were respected. So what you had to do was create a youth generation, not only for rebellion to overthrow the old systems within your culture, but also to make the ones who are older uh, scared stiff of getting older. So everyone tries to pretend they're young. And it looks so crazy, and it is crazy. And they spend fortunes on their appearance and plastic surgery and all the rest of it, trying to look like something at 18 dancing on, on music television. That's what you have, though. They've literally taught us all that someone who's elderly is just uh, uh, senile. You see that in all the movies now. When you see elderly people, oh, they're, they're senile. Ooh. So that's what elderly people are. They're not wise people, they're, they're senile people. As I say, you study the, the original tribes, the ones who still exist today, and you'll see how they would survive. If you want to break them down, look at their Achilles heels. Everything that binds them, makes them work, you just attack them. And that's what we have had going on for a long time. In fact, those tribes don't even need money. 
That's the first con that we're taught. We need money, but not just money made by your own central bank, by the way, debt-free. No, you've got to get from private banks with compound interest. That means there's a group with very special interest in the way this world is going. They want it to go in a certain direction. And they're not just in there for the money and the greed. No, they're part of an institution that wants to rule the world in a certain scientific way, the way that they think it's supposed to be run, to perfect all that was left imperfect. And we're living through that time period right now. It's interesting that when they called themselves communists, and they were backed by the big bankers, by the way, the Soviet Union couldn't even finance its way through its whole period. It was even fed by the West countries like Canada. Alberta fed it, and uh, the, the, the breadbasket in the States as well fed it all through its whole entire era. But the communists used to say, you know, you, to, you must always think internationally. And that was a big cry, as you'll hear, coming from even the Royal Institute for International Affairs, that everyone thought was a conservative organization, the Council on Foreign Relations, their American counterparts, Etc. No, these guys told you to forget your nation and everything had to be international. And you started off with foreign aid, borrowing money from the world banks to give out to other countries and then putting your own citizenry down as a guarantor to pay that off. What a great scam. And no one ever had a vote on any of this stuff. None of this stuff is brought up during election time. None of it at all. Because you're not in a democracy. It's a sham. It's a show for the public. That's simple as that. Simple as that. But yeah, she even had it too with uh, uh, Think Global, Act Global, uh, Local, as you say. And people have been prattling that mantra. Even your local newspapers, I'm sure all over, have been prattling that little mantra. Think Global, Act Local. And they've been doing it. And this is all intended to get you ready and ready and ready for the big world order, you see, where it's sustainability. And you've got to think globally. Yeah, globally, yeah. If there's a noxious smell in one country, it can end up in another country, regardless of what they've been eating. However, that's what we're all on about now is global warming, you see. The biggest scam they've ever come up with. But, of course, they can't prove the warning, the warming because it's, the, the world is not cooperating. So they had to essentially been cooling. So they had to go back to climate change, which means the weather changes. The weather's always been changing. That's why we used to have weather men on television who would tell you what the weather might be tomorrow. I say might because they're often wrong. And um, it's been the greatest scam to bring the whole world into this. We're all in a, a, a battle to save the world. Do you understand? You're, when you run out of enemies, you see, to fight, then they've got to keep control by having another enemy to fight. And this is one is, oh, it's mankind. Too many people in the world. So man is the enemy. That's what the Club of Rome said. They were, they were given the task of finding an enemy. To bring in this new world order. Well, man himself is the enemy. Too many people. And uh, global warming, they said, would fit the bill. It would fit the bill. That's their very words they used. Con, con, con. And now they've they've risen a a generation in school there who believe all this nonsense. And they've also risen a generation to go into the military and the cops who are utterly ruthless. You can hardly read or write. That's okay, though. You don't want a literate thinking population. You want people who've been brought up in, in extreme uh, videos, video games, with nothing to do with but kill, 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 and uh, and be on the winning team. The winning team are the guys with the big guns and all the body armor 
and the losing team are the are the ragged civilians you'll see in all these disaster movies to show you about the future. All designed for this time. If they wanted to give you a really good culture that was that would work and had morals and all the rest of it, they would have given you that. But no, they wanted you one to give you one that had none at all. When you're in flux and chaos, then believe you me, someone is then working very hard to rule you. Always under the guise of taking care of the chaos. Now, there are so many organizations involved in this global society because the boys who set it up made sure there'd be various front groups. And that's the key to it, front groups uh, that do actual jobs, mind you, but they are front groups all for the same thing. Just like the big foundations, tax-free foundations, uh, often put out many other tax-free foundations uh, as fronts, but they fu- the actual original ones fund them too. Rule by philanthropy, as they call it. Back with more after this break. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. Remember, there's a war on all the time. It's like a war that, that goes after everybody and every segment of society, through the cultural uh, entertainment industry, through the schooling industry. Remember, the, uh, Lenin said it too, they'd have to have an international schooling curriculum that everyone got. Well, that's done through UNESCO to make sure they all get the same perversion stuff at the same time. And that's been awfully successful. I've read some of the articles, how would they push sex, um, so-called education, younger and younger and younger, because, you see, you've got to uh, basically neuroticize uh, the sexual act. And when you do that and through repetition and psychic driving, really just repetition and overboard with it, before the child's at puberty, they will be addicted to that. And they certainly will be addicted to having as many partners as they can possibly have. That means there's going to be no family unit. And that's what the intention really partly is. So everything is under attack right now. And even when other countries are being flattened, like Britain and so on, financially, really watching their healthcare system slashed to the bone um, and so on, and watching the U.S. too. Now, the U.S. hasn't really felt the impacts of it yet. That's still to come. And the only reason they're not letting it fully come out in the U.S. right now is because they've still got to do a job, and that's finish off the Middle East and, and other, a few other countries. Uh, that's their main job right now. Once that's done, believe you me, there'll be an utter crash inside the United States. Absolute crash. Because, you see, the U.S. is run by the same boys that run Britain and every other country. They've destroyed them all. They've, they've used them all, and then they toss them away. But uh, the U.S. is still to go down the tubes like everyone else. I mean, why on earth, when you think about things logically, would politicians, which we know are front men, of course, and they're handpicked to go in, not by the public, by, but by the Royal Institute of International Affairs and CFR, they're handpicked to go in before they're, they're, we even hear their names. Why would you literally bring in carbon taxes at a time when they've been all gone through bankruptcy? Why would you do that when the job rates are just phenomenal, the unemployment rates the suicide rates amongst youth that can't get jobs, um, watching business and business collapse. Why would they hammer you even more? 
unless they want to exacerbate it, which of course they do. You see, order out of chaos is a technique. You must create utter, destitute chaos and suffering. And then you come in as the Messiah and tell them how, how to reorganize the new society where you're all property of the world states, basically. And you must fulfill a role if you want to eat in the world states. That is one of their mandates. That's You find that even in Freemasonry. It's amazing, too. I was going through a hundred, uh, no, it's 10,000 free, famous Freemasons in the U.S. Every, anybody who's ever been anybody in U.S. government or anything to do with U.S. government has been a Freemason. And they talk about it being a Christian country. And, and people won't even read the Freemasonic books. Even a lot of the Masons don't read them. Even the ones that talk about the, the need to abolish private property as being inhumane, you see, and stuff like that. Same stuff as the communists. They, they, can't, they can't fathom it and put it all together. They just can't fathom it. But Freemason is just a front for another group. And they don't even know it themselves. Here's an article from Britain Telegraph. It says, business facing a wave of green taxes. Now, now, forget this green. I hate even saying the damn word because by repetition that comes into your consciousness is a real, tangible, solid thing. It's just another wave of taxes of persecution, basically, isn't it? Thousands of British businesses will be liable for significant fines and changes and charges under a new government's green tax scheme. So the new government has come in as a saviour, is going to finish you off, you know, with a coup de grace. It'll cut your throat. And this is the 10th of August. And it says, um, business is facing a wave of green taxes from April 2011. Firms will need to buy permits for each tonne of carbon dioxide emitted, right? Now, no one's measuring the carbon dioxide. It's some, it's like the banking thing with compound interest. They take any item and say how much energy would it have taken to produce this item. And if it was burned today, how much CO2 would it give off? I'm not, that's how they do this, this magic contract. Companies that fail to register their energy use by next month will be hit with fines that could reach £45,000 under the little known rules. They snuck them in and didn't even tell the people. Those that do participate in the Carbon Reduction Commitment, CRC, initiative by declaring their energy use will face charges for every tonne of greenhouse gas they produce. Greenhouse gas. Can you believe it? And then these payments are expected to average £30,000 a year for medium-sized firms and could reach £100,000 for larger organisations. Surveys have shown that thousands of businesses are unaware they're supposed to be taking part or even that the scheme exists at all. The imposition of new charges and fines will put pressure on firms at a time when economists are warning of a double-dip recession as companies, consumers and the public sector all cut their spending. What they should really do is make these lion traps. You know, these you should see them, they do it in the jungle. You, you dig a big hole and cover the top so that any of these bureaucrats that come to find them just drop into a bottomless pit. That's what's going to have to come to. Have you got any other suggestions? Like, oh, we'll just pay up. We'll borrow the money to pay it. We'll borrow the money. Yeah, really? They're all going bankrupt, but you're going to borrow money to pay another persecutory tax? I don't think so. Back with more after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. But yeah, what are you going to do with these armies and armies and armies of bureaucrats that are all coming around because of international treaties that have been signed with the United Nations? I mean, it's quite simple. A government that was a real government, of course, as we well know, would tear up every treaty they'd ever made with the darn organization that's putting you down the sewer. But then that one never happened because the big international bankers, you see, going as far back as the predecessors that became the Royal Institute for International Affairs, which was the Milner Group and the Rhodes Foundation, you see, they were the international bankers. They still run it all today. Money's used as a weapon, and so is debt, an incredible weapon. And then they bring in treaties to make sure you're all in it together. The whole world's in the same mess together because we all have the same standardized system where money is issued into circulation as debt money. Mason at Canada, you know, had its central bank that could issue its own money and did up until 75. It was Trudeau who wrecked the country. And it's strange, too, folk can't really put together a communist, which he was, by the way. He was a card-carrying communist. Every newsman in Canada knew that, but no, no one dared publish it. He led the Comintern delegation from Canada to the Soviet Union in 1952. He was the leader of it. So he becomes prime minister, stops the central bank from putting its own money, spending its own money into existence through big projects in Canada, and then they have to borrow from the private banks. And I'll, I'll actually put a video up eventually on this one to show you how it's done. Someone's done a very good video on what Canada's debt was and then how it skyrocketed from almost zilch in 1975 up to match the rest of the, the, the world's impoverished first world countries. It's an agenda from, and an attack from all areas. Here's the BPA contaminants found in most Canadians. See, this shows you the agenda's working awfully well. This is why they do these studies, to find out how well it's doing. You know, that this was August 16th, it says here, uh, CBC News, about 91% of Canadians have detectable levels of bisphenol A, a chemical used to make some hard plastic containers, bottles, toys, and you report. I like how reports suggest. How can an inanimate thing suggest anything? Statistics Canada released the finding Monday as part of the results of its survey measuring the levels of various contaminants in the urine and blood of Canadians aged 6 to 79. Many stores in Canada now sell BPA-free baby bottles and... Um, remember, too, this is, an, this is a synthetic estrogen. It's have a, had an enormous effect on the male population in Canada, most of whom are sterile and, and who like knitting. It says bisphenol A is an industrial chemical used to make polycarbonate plastics for water bottles and food containers, as well as a protective lining in metal cans. Never used to have it in metal cans. Wasn't necessary. But they put it in all their beer cans too. Great place to put it. If you're thinking of war strategy, that's exactly where you'd put it. Then you'd advertise the beer like crazy. And it's been awfully successful too. It says it does not occur naturally in the environment. No, it's a man-made thing. And then used for 1890, what it actually did to the male, you know. 
let's say he likes to change his habits and hang around with other guys all the time and share sweet nothings. It says, with 91% of Canadians with detectable concentrations, we can certainly say that people are exposed probably on a regular basis, like they didn't know what they were doing from the beginning, eh? (laughs) Said report author Tracy Bushnick of Stats Canada's Health Analysis Division in Ottawa. So there you go. It's, um, It's doing very well. The gender really is doing very well. That's why they do these studies, you see. And it says, what is bisphenol A? It's a chemical compound found in some hard, clear, lightweight plastics and resins. It's used in the production of various types of food and drink containers. That's exactly where you'd put it, obviously. Compact uh, discs, electronics, and automobile parts. And it's a liner in some metal cans. Animal studies suggest that once ingested, BPA may imitate estrogen and other hormones, according to the National Institutes of Health. Well, it doesn't may. They've done far more detailed studies, and they know darn well. And Canada's been prattling on about this for years and done really nothing about it. Because it's the agenda, you see. Yep. Another thing you'll find, too, is that Canada, because of, is, we have raised the same generation as the U.S. on video games and slaughter, uh, who can hardly read and write, by the way, and um, are taught that in school. Well, who needs writing anyway? You know, they're, they're telling them. Who need, you can just text, you know, little things like, like wow and, 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 and cool, and, and really vast things like that, you know. But um, he's border guards, border bullies, a sailor's ugly story. This is um, from the Chronicle Herald, Canada. It says, O Canada Day, a sailboat skippered by an American voyager made landfall at Canso. The captain had sailed an ocean to attend the Stan Rogers Folk Festival here in Nova Scotia, an event he had attended before in a place he loved. His daughter and her family planned to visit later when he got to Lunenburg. He'd sailed from the Azores single-handed on his 35-foot aluminum sloop. It was a fine feat of seamanship, but the sea wanderer was up to it. He's visited 35 countries. Arriving in Canso, the sailor was surprised to learn that a historic port with offshore fishing traffic had no customs or immigration office. So he contacted the RCMP, and an officer came to check out the boat and his papers. After his inspection, the Mountie told the skipper to report to Canada Border Services when he got to Halifax. He wished him a happy stay. Because he'd arrived at the wrong port, armed border guards turned his world upside down. Searching for contraband, they confiscated his boat and tore it apart, throwing his food, his stores, spare parts and gear all over the place and destroying an expensive refrigeration unit. Yeah, it's Canada now, just, just like the movies, you know, you give them big guns and... And, uh, you know, pinheads, you know, are given the jobs for, for that's who they're, that, they actually give them tests to make sure they're pinheads, these guys. It says, it was like vandals that got in and trashed the place. Well, that's exactly what they are, you see. Authorized vandals. What was most upsetting was their unprofessional behavior, yelling and intimidating the man whenever he protested their actions. They accused him of consorting with criminals in Vancouver, a port he'd never visited. They repeatedly, repeatedly called him a liar and threatened him with jail. That's, that's them all, right? Yep. He was told he had no civil rights and they could do with him what they pleased. That's the new world order, folks. You've given it to pinheads with big guns. And you know something? What are you going to do with these guys? You can't rehabilitate these characters, even, even if you succeeded in changing and getting off this new world order train. See, these are problems that will have to be dealt with. 
said the agents didn't find any contraband, of course, but demanded he pay a $1,000 penalty for landing at the wrong port. This is after he smashed his boat. They gave him 24 hours to pay or he would face a $30,000 fine. That's what they do now, you know. It's like it's when they send the guys out to check your, your property, they find a dent in a downpipe for run, uh, runoff rainwater, and, and they find you $5,000 a day, you know. Oh. We, we definitely need these man traps, you know, that you see in old movies. They said they'd entered his name in a database so that wherever he goes from now on, he'll be under suspicion. Isn't that wonderful, these little pinhead... You know what I'm saying. I met the old sailor this morning after all this happened. He was still deeply shaken. He was about to cast off his lines and get out of Canada as fast as the wind would take him. He'd already cancelled the family visit to Lunenburg. I'll never come back here as long as I live, he said. I had no idea Canada had become like this. Well, yes, it has. Yeah. They raised a generation of morons, utter morons, with an IQ you cannot register. They could only prattle the, the lines they've heard in their movies to you. I would run like, like you know, you the winds, believe you me, if they had a real enemy to face up to, they'd be off like it could be. But you put a gang of them there with their big guns and they're all such friggin' heroes. But they will have to be dealt with along the way, won't they? I'm not going to report the man's name, it says, because the border bullies will use that against him too. He didn't go to the media and had no idea I was a journalist when he first told me his story. His experience is not unique. Border Services is developing a nasty reputation for intimidation and unprofessionalism. I was told of a South African yachtsman who spent 12 days in jail trying to clear up his entry to Canada. I also witnessed a very aggressive search of a sailboat by a team of swaggering border guards who brought in dogs and tried to extract self-incriminating statements from the crew. In 2008-9, more than 1,400 complaints were lodged against Border Pinhead Services. Investigations were done internally, and it seems all the complaints were dismissed. And that's what happens, it says, when government agencies investigate themselves. Time was that Canadian Customs and Immigration officials were efficient, courteous civil servants who did their jobs without pretense. The current $1.5 billion border services agency looks more like a tawdry TV cop show, and that's exactly the copy of what they see on TV with its guns, bulletproof vests, and the inevitable wrap-around sunglasses. Bullying and intimidation of visitors does not enhance border security. Pleasure boats still arrive undetected, so those tactics obviously don't work. Spending more on intelligence gathering, putting more officers in more ports, and basic courtesy training would be a better use of public funds. Uh, to a lot more than that, I think. But of course, it will never happen because it is the authorized agenda from the top. And cops too, they love your, your, your iPhones. I've mentioned this before, how they just love iPhones and how they go through uh, all your data because it's, it keeps everything. You, there's, there's nothing it does not keep. Nothing. It just keeps going and going and going. And uh, I'll put a, an article up there, Two Cops Love iPhone Data Trail. I put it up about, about two or three weeks ago, I think, when it first came out. And I'll put this up again. Just let the, the, again, the morons out there who have a half a chance, you know, not kind of borderline morons, have a chance to throw away those darn phones. 
You know, the rest of them will be addicted and, oh, oh, oh well, what can you do is you slug their beer with bisphenol A. And that's their problem. That's their problem. Another thing in Canada too, Wi-Fi, of course, they're using that in the schools, but there's massive antennas up above the schools. And that's so that the children supposedly can all go wireless inside the school. But they know the effects of this stuff. I won't harp at it too long. But it's this article here from Yahoo. It says, Wi-Fi to stay in school despite health worry. And then it goes into a, a, a school board in central Ontario is defending its decision to keep wireless internet access in classrooms despite fears from some parents that radiation from Wi-Fi transmissions is making the children sick. Then it goes on to say a lie here. There is no scientific or medical evidence to show children complaining about headaches, dizziness and nausea are being made ill by the Wi-Fi in their classrooms, the Simcoe County District School Board said Monday. Well, yeah, there is, because the CBC did documentaries on it, and there was doctors in Toronto going around measuring the Wi-Fi in different areas, talking to patients that they had diagnosed uh, with a particular syndrome to do with Wi-Fi exposure and how they recovered once they were out of those areas. So, yeah, there is, but, but of course, these schools are getting little kickbacks and all the rest of it to put these big darn things up in the first place. You know, everything is so corrupt today, you can't get truth out of anybody who's, who's getting a, a kickback. You know, it's so corrupt. Society truly is so corrupt today that you can't fix it. People write me all the time about how do you fix the money system. They'll give me long, long letters on how it should be. Look, the boys at the top know all the problems that are wrong with it. They know how to fix it if they wanted to. Don't you understand? They don't want to fix it. It was intentionally set up to be corrupt like this, to benefit them and make sure they can control you. There's no, there's, it's no great mystery of how to fix it. You know, during the Great Depression, all the big bankers and, and countries came across to Canada because Canada was the only country that was making it through without too much of a problem. Then that's when they set up the Bank of Canada in about 34 it was. And they literally issued their own debt-free money, spent it in circulation, got the big railroads, Trans-Canada gone, all these big road or, um, um, projects going, they spent it into society. But the private banks hated that, especially the Royal Institute of International Affairs and CFR, because that's who runs them at the top. So they had to destroy it, you see. And they brought in, as I say, Trudeau eventually, who did just that. And the first thing he pushed was internationalism, United Nations, treaties, and then private banking and massive, incredible, skyrocketing debt. There's no mystery as to what's happening. That's all. Or why it's been, it's happening either. And now, of course, we think globally, oh, there's too many people on the whole planet. Well, supposing you're taking care of your own backyard and you've done okay. Why should you care about the rest of the planet? That's their problem to fix themselves. They're brainwashing the people to stop thinking locally. Really, really locally. And if you've done your job okay in your own country, then stick to your own country. But of course, this is supposed to be the end of nationalism. We're all in it together under the big United Nations. A plan that was hatched hundreds of years ago. And here we're still going through it today. Still going through it today. 
And in Britain too, they want to give out the statin drugs along with the junk food. I've always said eventually they'll put the drugs in the food, if they haven't already in fact. This could be a red herring. They could put this, this in the food all along and look at the people in swelling up. You know, they're swelling up not just because they buy phenol A and excess estrogen, it's other things as well. But this article is from the BBC. It says, give out statins with junk food. Fast food outlets should be considered uh, considering handing out cholesterol-lowering drugs to combat the effects of fatty foods, says UK researchers. Taking a statin pill every day would offset the harm caused by a daily cheeseburger and a milkshake, the Imperial College London team said. It would only cost 5p a customer, similar to a, a sachet of ketchup. Who would pay 5p for one of these artificial GMO ketchup things. This is but the British Heart Foundation warned an unhealthy diet does more harm than just raising the cholesterol. By the way, the biggest problem with all that stuff is that is the oils are cooking in, by the way. You never had that problem when they were using lard. Everything is a con. Everything out there is a con. The body doesn't know what to do with these GMO oils. Stores them like fat and it can't take them off, can't burn it. Just stores it. Just stores it. And then there's this mind reading. Mind reading. People they love mind reading. Oh, mind reading stuff. You know, marketers though, it's about marketing and advertising. And how they've got ways of making you buy. I touched on this last week, but I'll go into a bit more detail. It was the 9th of August 2010. It was New Scientist. It's all part of the New World Order. They push all this stuff. It's great. It says, um, take a, a look at the week, this week's cover of New Scientist magazine. And it says, notice anything unusual. Uh, thought not. But behind the scenes, your brain is working overtime, focusing your attention on the words and images and cranking up your emotions and memory. How do we know? Because we tested it with a brain scanner. Now, you've all heard about the the old-fashioned um, electroencephalograph that they could put in your brain and show you pictures. Well, they've been doing that. But you understand computers can do it now with built-in frames that send a signal to your brain. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I am Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix talking about neuroscience really and neuro, everything today is neuro, how to literally get right into your brain and make you do things and make to, to, to basically motivate you to do things or even think things that you've never even thought of or wanted to do before and this is really again part of the big new world order scam. We've already had ads in New York getting beamed into people's brains, and that was on out about a year ago, it's in my archive section, Voice to Skull, old technology being used for advertising. How dare they? Who asked them? And and they get away with it, you know. But uh, it's not good enough, you see, because the real object is to get it right into your head to find out how you think, why you think this way, and then to motivate you by understanding you, the particular you, into doing what they want you to do. You should read the old book, Hidden Persuaders. That was very good uh, in, in its day. still holds up today because you'll see all the little tricks were up to then, putting fisheye lenses amongst the products to see if your pupils dilated and so on, all that kind of stuff. And you're all ignorant of that too. 
but they're going much, much further because they want interfacing in a sense. It's computer interfacing. And now with the Windows programs out now for games and all the rest of it, um, they can actually, as I say, put put um, antennas around uh, your screen. The frame would be the antenna, and it'll pulsate in your brain, and it'll be able to pick up parts of, of what really turns you on when you're looking at something. And that's the intent of it. Again, too, to help with the personality profile. They try to make out it's just for advertising here. Believe you me, marketing is one of the biggest parts of the New World Order. Remember what Delgado said, and uh, Delgado, Dr. Jose Delgado, he worked with the CIA, he was involved in MK Ultra. he worked at Tavistock, he loved to implant humans over there with uh, wires and get them to turn left, right, and, and sit down. You know, there were mental patients who were completely zombies when he'd finished. But he says here, we need a program of psychosurgery for political control of our society. The purpose is physical control of the mind. Everyone who deviates from the given norm can be surgically mutilated. The individual may think that the most important reality is his own existence, but this is only his personal points of view. Man does not have the right to develop his own mind. That's what's running the world, folks, these creeps. He says, we must electronically control the brain. Someday armies and generals will be controlled by electronic stimulation of the brain. And that's Jose M.R. Delgado, Director of Neuropsychiatry, Yale University Medical School, Congressional Record Number 26, Volume 118, February 24, 1974. As I say, he worked with uh, Britain too. Uh, There's a famous Google video up there where you'll see him stopping a bull that's charging at him when he holds this little remote box, similar to the ones you would use for model planes, and it stops in its tracks because he'd already tried that with humans. Don't think that when they show you this stuff, they haven't tried it on humans. And they're always the write-offs in society with, with no relatives, and they're in mental hospitals, and that's what they did in Tavistock. That's what's running your world, folks. The psychopaths are running it for you. And they hire the lesser psychopaths to, to, to bully you. Right down from the, from the bureaucrat comes up demanding more cash from you to the, the goons on border patrols, the pinheads. And it's time that the psychopath was basically put off in his own little island and surrounded by sharks. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>